Hey guys, welcome to Wrestling Days and welcome to this week's WWE Smackdown review. This is a big review because there was actually quite a bit for us to get our teeth into. The show began with the big reveal of who was the fifth member of Team Bianca. Now we have done a video on this, a separate video going into a bit more detail a few thoughts and theories on this part of the show. So check that out if you haven't seen it already. But uh, the reveal is Becky Lynch. Now, this had been rumored. Uh, and so Becky making her way down gets a good reaction, in all fairness. We haven't seen Becky since she picked up an injury at SummerSlam. I think she was on the Raw after SummerSlam. But then that was the last time that we saw her. But she's healed up. She's back. And she is going to be at Survivor Series in War Games. Uh, there was obviously a big brawl in the ring, as I'm sure you could imagine. Um, some really cool moments, actually, where we got Becky and Bailey. I would love to see that feud. We also got Becky staring at Rhea. I would love to see that feud. So um, it does feel quite fresh having Becky back. There's so many interesting matches for her, so... This was uh, really fun, really exciting. Uh, then we went to our first match. Our first match was Butch against Escobar in the World Cup, the SmackDown World Cup. Uh, that match was underway, but we would see on screen a big brawl happening backstage whilst the match was on. Uh, you can see that it's the Usos, it's Solo, it's Drew, it's Kevin. Apparently no Sammy here at this point. We would find that out later. Sammy was not involved here. But this, of course, was uh, a distraction, unfortunately. Uh, that meant that uh, Zelina Vega and Legarda del Fantasma could get involved. Uh, and so as a result, uh, here you can see Escobar pinning Butch. And that means that Escobar goes through to the final of the World Cup, the SmackDown World Cup. So uh, this was a robbery. The UK was robbed uh, because uh, lots of outside interference uh, at the end of this match. Then we went to Bray Wyatt. Um, again, he wasn't uh, announced that Bray was going to be on this show. Nothing in the way of uh, like a preview for Bray. But uh, so it was great to see that he was on the show. It was even more special to see that he was actually going to come down to the ring. Uh, and what he had to say was really interesting as well, because he said that he knows what people want from him. He said that his name is Bray and there was Wyatt Chance. He says that he likes to think that he's got a good grip on what people think of him. Uh, he says that he understands, he knows what people want from him. You want to see the monster, the fiend. And as soon as he said the fiend, there was a big roar. And he said, but that's not who I want to be anymore. He was quite choked up. He was quite emotional. He basically said that violence is the only language that he's kind of spoken to us. And so um, he wants to make himself really clear now. He is not the one who attacked L.A. Knight. Uh, and obviously when he said that, we started to then get Uncle Howdy and we got uh, lots of imagery. I managed to capture some of the images. Uh, to be honest, I haven't gone through it with a fine tooth comb, but all of the imagery that I did pick up on is stuff that we've seen before. There was a lot of Bray's past 
that had been added to it this time, which I think is very interesting. Here, look, you can see uh, an image from Bray when he was cult leader Bray. Um, here, you can see a bit of a blurry image uh, from the fun house. So there was plenty of imagery uh, all throughout Bray's uh, career. We would see Uncle Howdy and he would be saying, everyone lies, open your eyes. So again, it sort of feels like Uncle Howdy is saying that's not true. Um, you know, Bray obviously saying that he doesn't wear a mask. Uncle Howdy said that's not true. Uh, now we've got Bray saying I didn't beat up LA Knight last week. Uncle Howdy seemingly saying that's not true. So this is interesting. Um, I like it. But um, I think what was about to come was even juicier because we would get this. Uh, again, there is a video, a separate video. I've been busy tonight. Not only did we do the watch along, the live watch along, but uh, I did put up a couple of videos as well. Uh, this felt like a real interesting talking point. This number turned out to be a telephone number. And fun fact, if you are in the UK, you have to put 001 first, then put 888-280-3999. If you want to hear the actual message, it is in the video that's on the channel. You can just watch that video. I think it's about 30 seconds in. I play the actual message for you as to what's said. What's really interesting is it's a doctor saying that the patient is very dangerous He's dangerous not only to himself, but he's a danger to others. Um, and as I said, you know, it's very interesting. Um, there's been some really interesting thoughts about that as well. Uh, here you can see not a very flattering picture of myself, but during the live watch along, um, there was right in the middle of the chat, William, William Hol Holcomb said, do we know that that recording is about Bray and not a setup? For a twist. Uh, I think that's such an interesting thought. I really do because when you listen to the message, it's someone saying the patient is a danger. They're a danger to themselves. They're a danger to others. And obviously it's um, the same number. The telephone number is the same number as the number that was on Bray Wyatt's uh, psychiatric form that we saw a few weeks ago. So it feels like it's connected to Bray. Certainly feels like it's connected to Bray, but it might not be. It might not be. He could be talking about someone else. So just worth bearing in mind. Uh, I thought it was a really interesting thought and I, uh, I really liked that. So I, that's why I wanted to include it here. Uh, the other thing as well, and I did miss this during the watch long, so I was too busy calling numbers. But uh, LA Knight was actually attacked backstage again. And if you look just above the box, look in the center, in the black doorway, you can see a face. You can see, I think, the mask, the same mask that we saw last week when LA Knight was attacked. Uh, the same mask that I believe Bray wore at Extreme Rules. So, uh, yeah, he is there in the background once again. So this for me is the stuff I love, the Easter eggs, the cryptic stuff. Absolutely love this stuff. So they uh, they did a great job with this tonight. I mean, to have a telephone message, to have something for us to get our teeth into about who does that message relate to, like all of that stuff, I'm just so captivated by it. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, Bray's saying that he's not the one. Uh, the twist here could be that maybe he's not. 
What if it turns out he actually isn't? What if this is Bo that's doing this? Because we know that Bo has seemingly re-signed with WWE. We're waiting for him to show up. So what if this, what if Bray is telling the truth? What if this is not Bray and that this is Bo? So uh, I'm really excited to see where this goes, actually. Really excited. And uh, I think for me personally, this is just injected even more intrigue into this Bray Wyatt story. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there we go. As I said, not the most flattering of images, but a uh, shout out to William for that. And uh, there were uh, other people that uh, mentioned that later as well. And uh, Scotty's Corner, uh, want to shout out Scotty's Corner, who uh, again pointed out that there was someone wearing a mask when LA Knight opened up the door. So... Right, this is uh, Braun, and uh, Braun has got new CGI, and he's got new graphics on screen. So uh, Braun making his way down to the ring. Uh, oh, it's worth mentioning, not only did Braun have new graphics, Bray has got a slightly new theme song as well. It's largely the same, just feels like it's been touched up in a few places. But um, I don't know why, actually. I don't know why they've changed it. Um... I don't know, maybe they're going to make it a bit more darker. Maybe they're going to mess it up a little bit as his character evolves. Don't know. But um, yeah, they have uh, just slightly tweaked it. I mean, it still sounds largely the same. Um, you know, it's one of those that you might not even, some people might not even notice that it had uh, changed, but there was uh, a change to Bray's theme. Here we've got uh, Braun coming down with new graphics, new CGI. It looked really good, actually. Really worked for him. Uh, he was in the uh, match, the World Cup match. He was taking on Ricochet in the other semi-final. Uh, whilst they were fighting, down came Gunther. So Gunther, obviously the Intercontinental Champion, the winner of the World Cup, uh, will get a shot at his title. Uh, Gunther came down and uh, there was a, a great moment where these two were talking. And um, that meant then that there was this big brawl. There was this big uh, beatdown. And uh, it actually meant that uh, Ricochet got the victory. Ricochet actually won. Um, but both guys got attacked. So, uh, yeah, that means that our final is going to be Ricochet versus Escobar. So, uh, yeah, Braun is out. But uh, he is out thanks to a big distraction by Gunther. Uh, here we've got uh, Kevin and Sammy. They were talking. And you can see that Jay was listening. Sammy was... Um, talking to Kevin. Kevin actually approached Sammy and said, like, what? when are you going to leave? Like, why are you waiting for them to turn on you? You can see that this is coming. I had to bail you out loads of times because I'm your friend, but these guys are not going to bail you out. Like, you are going to be left on your own. And uh, Sammy didn't want to hear it. Sammy loves being in the bloodline. Like, his loyalty seems to be true. But, uh, you know, Jay was having a little listen. And what was really interesting about this is that Jay spoke to Sammy after and said, you know, have you spoke to anyone um, since you got here? Because Jay said, uh, Sammy said he'd only just arrived. And Jay was like, have you spoke to anyone? And Sammy said, no. Sammy lied to Jay about talking to Kevin, which uh, feels like a real interesting uh, little wrinkle in this story. So uh, loving this story, loving all the little twists and turns. And uh, this was really, really cool. Uh, then we went back and we saw Bex. You can see her new shirt. Looks really good, actually. I love that T-shirt. Uh, so, yeah, Bex 
uh, saying that uh, it's great to be back. She's got, um, you know, she's fired up and she said everyone talks tough until the man comes around. So uh, she is uh, really excited to be back and ready for war games. Uh, then we saw uh, Raquel Rodriguez get attacked by Ronda and Shotzi. They did a number on her and uh, Shotzi. They actually uh, opened up that trunk and slammed her arm in it. It was pretty brutal stuff, to be honest. Uh, yeah, pretty brutal. Uh, they were gloating. Then they got into the ring. These two uh, work so well together. Really enjoy them together. Uh, down would come Shotzi, and Shotzi would then try and do a handicap match, which was really stupid because Shotzi has got a title match just 24 hours time at Survivor Series. So really stupid that she would risk her health just 24 hours before uh, Survivor Series. So I've got to admit, I wasn't crazy about seeing her do that, but I can understand it because she uh, spoke afterwards about standing up to bullies. So I suppose in a way I can understand it. What I really couldn't understand was Raquel then came down. So this match actually happened. We actually had a tag match and uh, we even had Raquel with one arm, like punching Ronda in the face. And uh, I felt that Raquel just got given a bit too much here. I think she had too much offense for me. I really don't think this is realistic at all. Like, first of all, I don't think she's beating up Ronda at all, full stop anyway. But look, watching her do it with one arm was just really silly. Um, thankfully, Ronda and Shayna got the win um, because I think this would have been really silly if uh, Raquel and Shotzi had managed to overcome uh, Ronda and Shayna Baszler. Um, and certainly with Raquel having just one arm as well. So, yeah, this, I, I must admit, I, I really enjoyed this show. I, I thought there was loads to praise and loads to enjoy, but this segment just felt really messy to me. I really loved the backstage moment. I really loved the backstage moment, but I just think they should have done a promo, maybe had Shotzi come down, say a few words in the entranceway, and, and just left it at that, to be honest. But um, it was kind of nice, though, to hear from Shotzi after. This is where she said she's been bullied before, but this is the first time someone's had her back. Uh, she said, now this is personal. So uh, this was nice. This was, in a way, this was a nice way to end it. But um, yeah, some of this I personally didn't need. But this was good. This promo was good. Then we got to our main event. I wanted to include this CGI botch. Look at that. The CGI stuff does look great, but uh, obviously they're just images that are put like on screen. Um, and so you can see the Usos walking in front of their CGI, uh, which sort of ruins the effect. So uh, a CGI botch there. Um, this is obviously to decide who gets the advantage tomorrow at Survivor Series. Will it be the Bloodline or will it be Team Sheamus? And um, it was Sheamus and Drew against the Usos. Uh, you can see Sammy going over and he was giving like, I don't know, some weird kind of, I don't know what he was doing. He was sort of like waving his arms in front of Seamus. And um, yeah, it was quite funny, to be honest. Uh, Kevin Owens had a smile on his face uh, as uh, Sammy was uh, performing away. Um, but we got to the end of the match and uh, Sammy wanted to use the title to help the Usos. Kevin Owens would stop him. Sammy would snatch the belt, get into the ring. Referee would spot him, tell him you're out of there. 
and kick him out of the uh, arena, out of the ring. That distraction, that distraction, which Sammy did not mean to cause, but that distraction allowed Kevin Owens to hit a stunner and it also allowed uh, a Claymore. So you can see the referee is still in the process of telling Sammy to leave. And uh, you can see the Claymore landing. And uh, obviously that meant one, two, three. Advantage, Team Sheamus. Advantage to the Brawling Brutes, to Drew, to Kevin Owens. So, yeah, I, honestly, I think some of the storytelling here is actually really good. Uh, I think the Bray stuff uh, became uh, even more interesting. And I love the fact we've got a telephone number that was involved tonight. I think that's great. Kind of a little reminiscent of White Rabbit. Uh, I think that some of the matches were pretty good. Uh, for a go-home show, I was actually really entertained. So I would probably give this like 725, something like that. Set around a 7, maybe 725. Um, yeah, my expectations were actually really low. My expectations are always low for a go-home show. But this one, as I said, I thought it really delivered. I thought there were some real talking points here, and that's all I look for. I, all, I just want to watch a show where I feel like it was worth watching. And this one, with the telephone number, the um, another attack on LA Knight, the return of Becky Lynch, um, finding out who gets the advantage at Survivor Series, um, you know, uh, ongoing build for the feud between Braun and Gunther. Like, yeah, there was just some stuff here that I think was worth checking out. So, yeah, good, enjoyable, and I hope you enjoyed it as well. So thanks a lot for watching. Appreciate the support. We are back tomorrow with our Watch Along for Survivor Series. So hopefully I will see you there and see you then. Bye for now.